Welcome back to another episode of GEMS Podcast with Genesis Amaris Kemp, where the core pillars are to educate, inspire, and motivate. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this segment. Welcome back to another segment here on GEMS Podcast. For those of you that are new, I am Miss Genesis Amaris Kemp. For those seasoned listeners, thank you so much for tuning back into another segment. With me today is a special guest by the name of Matt Aponte. And Matt and I are going to be talking about how do you deal with subconscious reprogramming? But before we dive in, here's a little bit more about who Matt is. Matt Aponte is not only a lifetime entrepreneur since the age of 16, but also an expert in human behavior. He offers transformational programs for entrepreneurs, leaders, and achievers who crave a chance to step into their limitless power and purpose through online and in-person coaching, speaking, and one-of-a-kind training programs and tools. He guides those looking to finally step into their full potential and take back their power so they can live their lives intentionally by design and full of purpose and passion. So that P squared. So without further ado, please welcome Matt Aponte. Hello, Genesis. Thank you for having me on the show. My pleasure, Matt. I am so grateful for you to come into the community and share your expertise. And before we jump into the main part of the segment, we're going to do our connection segment first, which is the part of the conversation that allows you to connect with the audience in a fun and personal way. There are two options for you to choose from. We can do either an icebreaker or a rapid fire 10 question game. And it's rapid. So let's see if you could beat the imaginary clock. So what are you in the mood for? Well, uh, let's let's do the rapid fire thing. Let's see, see how I do. Okay, here we go. We're playing rapid fire with Matt and Genesis. Do, 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 do. Question number one. If you could have any superpower, what would it be? Flying. If you could recreate any significant moment in your life, what would it be? Uh, the, the last vacation I went to uh, in Punta Cana. Question three. Are you multilingual? Uh, kind of, yes. Spanish. Okay. Say one word in Spanish. Let's educate the audience. <laughs> um, hola, ¿cómo estás? Mi me llamo Mateo. Yo está muy bien. Me, me llamo Genesis. So he said, hi, how are you? His name is Matt. And I told him I'm doing well. My name is Genesis. So y'all, we like to educate. So that's some education for y'all. Question four, favorite food? Uh, chicken wings. Question five, what led you to start your business? Um, uh, passion. Yeah. Question six. Do you have any regrets in your life that catapulted you in a new direction? Uh, no, I have no regrets in my life because everything that happened got me to where I am today. And, um, and so they all happen for a reason. Question seven. I see on the back of you, there is a certificate that says Firestarter. What is that about? Uh, that is for uh, the certification for NLP programming. 
Okay, for those of you listening, NLP programming is neurolinguistics programming. Question eight, what is the hardest thing that you endured in your life, but it built your character? Um, being, uh, homeless, uh, losing my family, friends, everything, and having to rebuild my life at the age of 29. Wow. Question nine, you get three random acts of kindness per day. What are your three for you to do for someone else today? Um, to, uh, to give money, uh, to give, um, some help. Uh, in a physical form and uh, to give some guidance. And question 10, it is our pass or play question and here are the rules. If you pass, our roles are reversed and this is where you get to ask me a question. If you choose to play, I ask one last question to wrap up rapid fire. So do you want to pass or play? Uh, Let's play. (laughs) Okay, last question. Where did you grow up? Uh, Live Oak, Florida. Ooh, okay. Sunny Florida. Thank you for playing Rapid Fire. You did extremely well. You were go, go, go. (laughs) Now we're going to jump into the main part of the segment, which is, I like to say, the meat and potatoes because I'm a Southern belle. I live in down South. (laughs) So um, you're working on helping people reprogram their subconscious. And I know from your certificate that you have expertise in NLP. So once again, audience, that's neuro-linguistic programming. What made you focus on becoming a mindset coach and helping people in this area? So what really spurred that or kicked that off was um, just my own life experience. Uh, Whenever I was um, building um, a business, I started in 2009 and my goal, whenever I started that business in 2009, which was on the midst of, um, you know, the financial crisis was that in 10 years for it to be a million dollar uh, company. And so that's the goal that I set for myself. I started from nothing. I had 200 and I think $20, which was just enough to buy a camera. And that's what I started was a photography um, uh, company to do uh, advertising type of photography. So fast forward eight years. Um, I, uh, I, oh gosh, I'm so sorry. I lost my train of thought. What was the question again? Oh, why did I get into this? Yeah. So yes. fast forward, um, going on, going on nine, nine years, it was June 4th of 2018. And I, um, was sitting in my car. I had just pulled up to my, the, the office shared office space that I was renting here in, um, Denver, Colorado. <clears throat> and I looked at the date. And I realized that I was coming up on nine years of building this business and I was nowhere near the, the goal that I had set 10 years prior, which was to have a million dollar company. And, um, and I had a nervous breakdown. Like I, I literally just like broke down when, once that reality hit me because I was, I was making like. I think the company I, I was, I was essentially because I had to restart the company multiple times. So I was making like $36,000 a year. And whenever I realized how far I had come and there were peaks and then I had fallen back and then there were peaks and I'd fallen back. And I was in one of the times in my life when I had to rebuild and I'd fallen back. Um, I, and I realized that I was nowhere near building a million dollar company. I completely lost it. 
<clears throat> so after a lot of blaming, uh, blaming everybody in my life, blaming my marriage, blaming my colleagues, blaming the outsourcers, blaming my clients, blaming everybody. I, um, I, I kept asking why, why is this happening to me? Why I'm, I've been working so hard. I've been trying so hard. And a little voice in my head said, you're the one, you're the reason you're the one that is holding you back. And, um, and that was an epiphany for me because once I, I had read a lot of books up to, up to that point on, you know, on, we are the thoughts, you know, our thoughts create our reality, but I hadn't really allowed them to sink in and everything clicked at that moment and said, Oh my gosh, there's, there's a lot of reasons, um, uh, with my mindset that are holding me back. And I didn't never identified them. So I became obsessed and I dove into, um, human behavior, um, you know, understanding what limiting beliefs are, why we do the things that we do. I was reading and studying just obsessively. And I started to do work on myself. Um, uh, NLP was one of them, hypnosis, um, and there's a lot of uh, cognitive behavioral therapy and a lot of different ways, um, you know, positive affirmations. I was just throwing the whole gambit at it. And so um, then fast forward 12, 13 months from that point, my business then got a $1.3 million valuation. And wow. So that was my passion. I realized by me changing my beliefs, um, I was able to change my life, save my marriage and become successful. And so that spurred me into doing what I do today. Wow, that's incredible. And thank you for giving us the back end story because then it definitely makes it easier for where you are now. And sometimes people, they see successful people doing incredible things and they're like, oh, I want that. Or, oh my gosh, that's amazing or whatnot. But they don't know how many times you have to start and stop. They don't know about the struggles and the failures. They don't know about you being homeless or hitting rock bottom or et cetera. They just see the arrival point, but they don't see the coordinates that got you to where you are. And I always think that it's so important and it's, powerful to talk about those things that are beyond the surface level so people could really connect and build that no like trust and credibility factor because life is not always easy and there's many people who are successful today that started from the bottom and I love this one um it's a rap song by Drake it says started from the bottom now I'm here and Drake is a Canadian rapper y'all and you know some of his music is is great and some of his music has some curse words or whatnot but I always like to really be intentional whenever you're listening to the lyrics because if you listen to the lyrics of not only some of the stuff in the secular space the hip-hop the rap or the CHH which I love which is Christian hip-hop they're telling you about their life stories but it's not all about the beat but it's about the message that they're conveying and not all of those songs are going to convey the same message so early on you mentioned in rapid fire that at the age of 29 you were homeless you mentioned losing your family and all of that so I'm sure that was another aha moment where Matt had to take time to really reflect and go through a paradigm shift and then you mentioned now in your story that you just shared, having a mental breakdown. And that was an aha moment where you went on more self-discovery and you submerged yourself in learning about 
self self discovery, self mastery, personal development, and then you stop pointing the blame on other people, but you turned it inward and said, "What can Matt do?" And then once you started going inward, then you started to see the results and the fruits of your labor come to pass. Yeah. So. Before you um, got there, can we talk a little bit about you being homeless and how that helped helped you with you going through the nervous breakdown? Because even though they're two separate situations, you kind of were there um, previously, if you think about it, if you do a flashback. Would mm-hmm. you say that's a good um, similarity or feel free to say, no, Genesis, you're wrong. <laughs> yeah, no, it was um, that, you know, I like to call them pits, you know, like there, if you look back in your life, you will, you can see that if there was any type of major behavioral change or trajectory change in your life, it was most likely spurred on by experiencing a lot of pain or a very low point. Um, because, and, and having that feeling of like, well, I can only go up from here. And so that was that point. Um, whenever I was homeless, I actually was um, I was, I was, I was on a, at a friend's house on a couch. So, you know, I wasn't like in the streets homeless, but I, uh, I didn't have my own home. I had to kind of crash on a couch until I could get myself going. And that took a while, but I remember waking up and, and getting, you know, out of the, the side of the bed. And not only was that the situation, but I also, um, you know, didn't have a job and I had injured my back. And so I remember to the point to where I couldn't work, I couldn't do any work. And I remember sitting on the edge of the bed thinking like, okay, I don't have anybody. I don't have any friends. I have, I have no money. I like, I can literally only go up from here. And instead of that being a completely debilitating thought and, and spiraling me into depression, it actually um, gave me a lot of uh, motivation to say, well, if I'm going to start from scratch, I might as well start doing something that I love. Um, and, uh, and that's exactly what I did. And that's, that's what spurred me to start my own business, um, doing photography because I loved, I love doing photography. Okay, perfect. This is great y'all, because now we're getting more meat and more of who Matt is. So now that you know what you know now, and you've overcame those life challenges, or like I like to say, the hurdles and et cetera, and you formulated your own blueprint, you're now helping others do the same to really find what their purpose is. What are they passionate about? Because you said you love photography, you turned it into a business. And since you love it so much, it doesn't, it may not even feel like work to you, because you're good at it, and it comes natural. How can we help our audience today begin to really tap in to their purpose, their mission, and start to reprogram their mindset in order for them to really get the things that they that they want to acquire in life. And feel free to break that down into um, chunks because I know that is a loaded, I know that's a loaded question, but it's a necessary one. Yeah. So. Um, you know, the, the, the great thing when you fast forward eight or 10, actually that business lasted for 13 years. When you, when you take the business as it was, whenever I left it, um, at 13 years from where it started, it had really nothing to do with, with photography, but what it did was, is that it got me started somewhere. And I was, uh, I literally rationalized 
I need to do something that I love. I need to do something that's going to get me through the next few years and something that I'll stick to. Um, and what would that be? And so photography came to my mind because I had been doing weddings on the side and, and uh, advertising photography um, since the age of 17. Um, so that helped give me that purpose, that passion to at least get started and going. And, um, and I enjoyed what I was doing and it was fun. And that continued to morph as I saw opportunities to add on to that, do video production and then websites and then advertising and then online marketing and then, you know, digital marketing and, and paid advertising. It kind of grew into that. Um, so that's that kind of portion what, that the, the suggestions that I would give someone, it's like, well, yeah, I want, I want to get out of corporate America or I want to start to create a side hustle what do I start with? And my suggestion is to start with what you're passionate about something that's, or at least something you really enjoy doing. Um, and that'll at least get you going. You don't have to subscribe to that for the next 10 years. Um, but it's going to get you out of there and you can just keep your mind open to opportunities as they, as they, um, as they come in that, in that way. Amazing. So your advice is start with what, you're passionate about and then as you start in that area then other ideas and other people will come into your life that will allow you to morph into something else that will be more sustainable you'll be doing it um, longer and etc but until you know what you're passionate about then you may not have that clarity or focus because what you're passionate about is going to fuel you and it's going to allow you to build that momentum. Would you say that's a good example or summary there, Matt? Yeah. And you know, what's funny is, is that when people will think, um, well, I don't know what I'm passionate about. If you sit there and ask yourself long enough, what is it that I'm passionate about? You'll get the answer because your subconscious knows what you're passionate about or your subconscious knows what it is that you could be doing. Um, you know, our subconscious is highly intelligent, has recorded everything that we've done from the time we were born. And all we have to do is ask. So if you ask enough and you, 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 you know, propose that question, what is it? What could I do? What am I passionate about? And if you keep asking long enough, you'll, you'll get the answer. Amazing. So then once you ask that question and you are intentional and you listen for the response, then the next part that builds upon that is, Matt, how do I get paid from my passions? Well, you know, everything these days that people are passionate about in one way or another has some kind of value to it. Um, you know, so you can, and that's also why I said before, Maybe you're not passionate about it, but you enjoy doing it because there are two different things, um, you know, and so you can at least enjoy doing something be like, that's really cool. It's fun. I like it. Is it my passion and my drive? Maybe I'm still figuring that out, but, but this is something that I enjoy doing. Um, so it, 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 I always say to people, cause I love working with new entrepreneurs. It's one of those two things. If you're lucky, it's both you really enjoy it and you're really passionate about it, then that's going to help you get going. But once you get started, just like you said, you pay attention and people, places, and things will come into your life to, you know, to, to show you, because once you start uh, how to make money to answer your question, once you start on that path of like, okay, I can do it. 
then what's happened in like, like real time is that you've rewired your brain to begin to see opportunities where you could make money doing this. Whereas before you weren't looking for opportunities. So you never saw where you could make money. But once you've made that decision, you know what, this is what I'm going to do. I don't know how I can make money, but let me look and see, how can I make money? Go to Google, go to YouTube, go to Etsy, like different things. And then you can start seeing ways where you can start making, make money for that. So, you know, there's, there's a, there's, you know, as I say, a hundred ways you can skin a cat. And so there's a lot of ways that you can make money. One is, you know, um, what you're passionate about. If we're talking about hobbies or whatever, you might be, uh, you know, a master at something. Um, it could be boat building or, you know, basket weaving or whatever, but your skill, someone else in the world wants to learn how to do that. Um, and if someone else is doing it online, great, because that means that someone's buying it. And I'll never forget this. You know, somebody was like, oh, but competition, competition. Well, if you ever want an example of how a, a, a lot of competition is a good thing and it still works, walk down the water aisle in your grocery store and see how many different bottles of water and brands there are of water and they are all still successful. Um, but yeah, doing that and, and actually looking for opportunities in ways. So, so anyway, my point to that was where you could create a course, you know, online and sell the course you could do coaching, um, you know, but, uh, take a list of the things that you are passionate about, um, write them all down, take a list of all the things you like doing, write them all down and then start researching them on Google, you know, how to make money doing and literally put in that word, whatever that is. And someone somewhere in the world has had the same question or done the same thing. And you'll be able to find, you know, resources that way. Amazing. Those are great tips. And just to recap audience, what Matt says is there's always a way that you can make money from your passion. You just have to be willing to go out there and have the clarity and the focus and the drive to see how you can monetize it. So if you are stuck, go to Google and see what other people are doing. And just because somebody else is doing it, it should give you leverage that people are actually paying for what you actually want to do. And just think about it this way. You may be somebody's cup of tea, but you're not going to be everybody's cup of tea, and that's okay. But the person that is meant to connect with you will gravitate to you because you're the only one that is you. So just take that into mind and consideration. Don't try to assume the responsibilities in other people because when you start doing that, your vision becomes stale and stagnant because you're trying to walk out somebody else's journey when you have your own journey to follow. So Matt, we're going to jump into the call to action part of the segment and then wind down. So what is your call to action for the audience today? So I want to, I want to wrap in the, the other question that I didn't get to answer, which was about reprogramming the subconscious mind. Um, and so I'm going to wrap in this call to action. So once you've identified what it is that you've done, or maybe you want to do, you might experience some hesitation or doubt that you can do it. And if you're experiencing hesitation and doubt, that can lead to procrastination. Um, it can lead to self-sabotage to where you never get started. Or maybe you're listening to this and you've already been there. 
that is your subconscious mind holding you back, keeping you from embarking on this because your subconscious is saying, um, hey, we've never done this before. This is scary. Um, you know, we shouldn't do this. And so the subconscious is making you sick. Yes, that can actually happen. I've actually witnessed it in my clients. Um, the subconscious will make you sick. So that way you don't do what it is that you said you were going to do. Um, it'll distract you. It'll uh, sap your energy, like any number of ways. You, it'll feed you with chronic doubt to where you have so much doubt. It'll feed you with lack of self-worth. I'm not an expert in this. Who's going to pay me to do this? So being self-aware that the step that I'm going to give you is self-awareness where it's called meta-awareness. And when you, it all essentially that means is having critical thoughts, critical thinking thoughts about the thoughts, feelings, and emotions that you're having. So it's kind of like being aware if you're writing stuff down and you start having these, these thoughts or feelings come up, meta-awareness is saying, whoa, wait a second, let me observe these thoughts. Where are they coming from? Um, are they really my thoughts? Are they based on fear? And just analyzing them. Because the first step to reprogramming your subconscious mind and therefore getting what you want in life, because we have to understand we only get what we want in life when we begin to believe we can get it. And when we begin to believe that we can get it, we then take the steps to begin to make it happen. And so the belief is the important thing there. And it's all that the subconscious mind is, is a collection of doubting beliefs saying, I've never done that before, so I can't do it. And the only way that you can begin to change your, your, those beliefs is if you develop meta-awareness about those beliefs. So write down, if you have doubts or hesitations or whatever, write down on a piece of paper, and this is what I give to my clients, and I, I literally don't talk about this publicly, but it's what I call a decode script. What are the thoughts? So you probably, if you're listening, you probably want to take notes. What are the thoughts I have about myself when it comes to blank. So if you're thinking about starting a new business, basket weaving, putting together a course, um, digital marketing, whatever it is, affiliate marketing, and you're having doubts, then ask yourself, write down, what are the thoughts I have about myself when it comes to starting my own business? And your subconscious will answer you. And it's the very first, it's the very first words, thoughts, or feelings, or vision, pictures that come to your mind in regards to that. And you have to write that down. You can't rationalize it. You can't be like, well, that's not true. You know, if it's like, oh, you don't need the money, then you have, you know, a relationship with money that you need to work on. But that's the first step. That's the action step you can take. You can apply that to any part of your life, health, wealth, love, relationships, confidence, imposter syndrome, um, you know, your relationship with money, your relationship with people. Um, are you an introvert or an extrovert? If you want to be more outgoing, you can apply that to it is a universal decode script um, from your subconscious. It's one of the most powerful NLP practices I know. And if you pay attention, you can you can literally start list out all of the limiting beliefs that your subconscious is holding on to. Um, and that is extremely powerful because you can't decode them um, and, uh, you know, uh, undo them unless you know what they are. 
Amazing. That is a powerful call to action. And audience, I wrote that down. So I'm just going to recap what Matt said. And Matt, let me know if I got it correct, because I'm going to put it in the show notes for them. So what are your thoughts you have about yourself or blank? This will allow you to descript and get over limiting beliefs. And I'll add imposter syndrome or anything that is causing you to play beyond, no, to play below your optimal level. Because if you're playing below your optimal level, that means you're remaining stagnant and you're remaining in a situation that is keeping you complacent or confined to a certain belief or boxed in. Then write it down and think about it because whenever we get our thoughts out of our head onto paper, by writing it down, we're able to reflect on what we wrote down and we're able to see why we wrote it down, how is it making us feel, and how can we move on from that. And then that is going to allow you to reprogram your subconscious, which is the work that Matt is doing. So he helps people reprogram their subconscious based on his experience with NLP, Neuro Linguistics Programming, CBT, Cognitive Behavioral Therapy. He also has experience in hypnosis, and I'm sure it's not the woo-woo kind because I don't deal with the woo-woo kind, but you'll definitely have to call Matt to learn more about that Mm because I don't want to make assumptions because we all know that making assumptions makes an ass out of you and I. And then there's some other work that he does, but I just want to recap those things in case you didn't write them down. But once again, it will be in the show notes. Matt, One small correction about that. Um, What are the thoughts about myself when it comes to blank? So what are the thoughts I have about myself when it comes to blank? So that's the actual debug script. And then that blank is whatever you want to put in there. Okay. So got it. Thank you for um, saying that. And it's the debug script instead of D script. Okay. Got it. See audience, we're we're giving you all types of gems today. So I hope this is adding a lot of value because it's not just about Matt and I having a conversation, but it's about us putting content out there for you to not just take the content that you hear, but actually apply it so you can improve your life. So Matt, once again, I want to thank you so much for coming into the community today. Audience, um, Matt, once again, Matt is available for any questions that you have. So Matt, plug your website and where you primarily hang out on social media, especially for those social butterflies out there. Yeah, so, um, and thank you for the opportunity. My website is mattaponte.com. So that's mattaponte.com. And um, I spend most of my time on Instagram and TikTok. Uh, so those are the the two, um, and I'm constantly sharing you know, tips and strategies on how to uh, really just kind of, um, uh, you know, be your best self. And then audience, you know the drill. Make sure you like, comment, follow, and subscribe. We're on 40 plus platforms. You could also see the recording to this video by going to our YouTube channel, which is GEMS, G-E-M-S, with Genesis Amaris Kemp. And my big ask, A-S-K, is for brand sponsors. This podcast is currently ranked in the top 2% globally out of 2.8 million podcasts. 
per the metrics on www.listennotes.com. So for all you data analysts and gurus out there, you can fact check me because I like to be real and transparent. So by partnering with me and becoming a brand sponsor, that means you're going to have your products, your brands, and your services ranked globally whenever we begin to collaborate and create those synergies. Because it's not just what's in it for me, but what's in it for we, for us all to go further and faster together. So make sure you head on over to my website, genesisambarskemp.net to learn more info, or you can send me a personalized email to genesisamariskemp at gmail.com to learn more info on how we can work together. So until the next guest, next segment, peace, love, and lots of blessings. And I challenge you to go on a self-discovery exercise and learn more about yourself and what it is that you need to do in order for you to Live the life you love and love the life you live because we only get one life and you don't want your dreams to end up in the graveyard because you chose to play it too safe. Think about it. And you know what? YOLO, you only live once. Thank you for listening to another segment of GEMS Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this recording. Make sure you like, comment, share, and subscribe to GEMS Podcast on your audio platform, as well as our YouTube channel, GEMS with Genesis Amaris Kemp. We would love for you to be a sponsor, so please reach out via email at GEMS, G-E-M-S, with W-I-T-H, Genesis, G-E-N-E-S-I-S, Amaris, A-M-A-R-I-S, Kemp, K-E-M-S at gmail.com where your brand your swag your services can be here on gems podcast